Man, I get the I get the butt sweats bad when, when we record <laughs> all the time. I, I get, just... No, just when we're recording. Oh, my butt is normally bone dry, <laughs> but when we record, I get the bad butt sweats. Here's something podcast guaranteed to get your butt moist. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by butt Mitch's sweats. ass sweat. I say it crisscross applesauce, so I don't you get can, butt sweat. You, you can try butt sweats with code. Here's something. Welcome to Hear Something, a conversational podcast between three dingus boys. Myself, Josh, and my good pals, Jeremy and Mitch. So, boys, hear something. Yeah. Good um, old games, yeah. or as Gog, as it's known to the layman. Yes, Galaxy of Gaming. Has decided they're tired of people bitching about having too many games clients, so they're going to launch <laughs> a games client launcher. Wait, okay. what? Uh, it's they're launching Galaxy 2.0. It's basically a games client roundup application. Oh, so you can launch games from it. Not like I. It's not like I can launch Steam from it, right? Right, but you can launch like okay. any game you have, to, regardless of what uh web client, not web client, but like uh, games launcher it uses. Yeah. Okay. And it'll... That solves the Epic Game Store debacle. Yeah. Now people can <laughs> yeah, finally but... shut the fuck up. I thought you meant like it launched your game launchers. <laughs> like it launches Steam and then you launch your game from Steam. No, it launches, game gaming launches, launches in the space. Fuck them. Yeah. There's, ar- it's, there's already a thing like that. It's called Play Night. I've been using it for like a month now. Yeah, so... but now it's coming from like a major, um, a more well known yeah. outlet, I guess you could a say. Reputable Swiss. Yeah. Reputable Swiss. Yeah. It's a reputable Swiss for all your games. It's Gog like seeing a problem, trying to fix a problem, and also trying to revitalize their brand. Yeah. My brand. My brand. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it too loud. I was so quiet. You said it so far away. Yeah. Yeah. He, he ran out the room to say it. Yeah, I didn't hear. want anyone to hear it. I just had to say it. Which is neat, That's I guess. Cool. Uh, and it's, I, like, I like good old The thing about this one, it's going to track like your achievements from across all uh, launchers and stuff like that. And kind of oh, rounds all that information I, up into one spot. Yeah, that's cool. I kind of gave it a brief read. If it'll like unify your friends lists and stuff like that, it'll be the complete package. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure. Oh, go ahead. I'm sure someone will, will recommend stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's cool. I like I like GOG. They they seem to be really attached to like the more old school concepts of like achievement hunting and like freedom for gamers. Yeah. Like just yeah, they're 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 anti DRM, which is a good thing. So they yeah. they won't layer like another layer of DRM on top of whatever games clients you're using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sell DRM completely DRM free versions of pretty much every game on their store as well. Right. Ooh, Even the new stuff now, right? Yeah. It says bring together your friends from all platforms and see their yeah. online status. Good job. Yeah. You can chat chat with them no matter what platform on they're on. See, that's good. This could be yeah, like Mitch said, this could yeah. finally end that stupid ass like debate. I'm gonna go sign up for it. I wonder now. I wonder if it bypasses right like those games client uh DRMs though. Like uh yeah. epic DRMs well, and stuff like that. They still launch, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it may launch that thing. Before it launches the game, I wonder yeah. if it'll handle that check. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying it's to think just, of a way to word this without making myself sound like an idiot. So, like, instead of the computer a, handling that check, I wonder, if, like, it'll handle it offsite and verify, and then maybe no. send the message to let your computer run the application. I don't know. I don't no. believe so. So yeah. it's a similar. It's similar. I, if I had to guess how it is, it's going to be similar to having like a, a bookmark. So when you open that not bookmark, what do they call it? Shortcut. 
So you open that shortcut, and then it will launch like Origin or Epic or Steam, and then the game in some cases. Yeah. Because that's what the other one does. It launches Ubi, uh, Uplay, and then launches Division 2. So, like it's I just said, somewhere to have really had the issue because I just have desktop icons for all the games. Yeah, I don't do desktop icons. But then you have to have those services open all the time in the background. I mean, I'm assuming with Galaxy it would be the same thing. I, yeah, I guess. I suppose. <laughs> Hold on, let's let Jeremy uh, research this. Yep. I'm signing up. For no, let's should have done this before <laughs> the, the service. <laughs> I didn't know about let's it. Just, let's sit silently for five minutes and let Jim. Five minutes as I sign up. Yeah, we, we got to get that room tone. Yeah. Even worse, he's not researching. He's signing up for something. <laughs> for something that we just told him about. One of the, ma- one of the hosts the of the podcast is so fucking bored with the podcast. He's signing up for like blueapron.com or some shit. Yeah. This man's attention span is so <laughs> short. Blueapron.com. Come on the podcast and, yeah. and sponsor us. Sponsor us. Give yeah. us a whole fuck ton of money. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's pretty much it. It was. It, I just kind of wanted to start us off on a positive note. That you know, yeah, I'm excited. It looks cool. Um, yeah. Once I'm, again, I'm a, I'm a big fan of GOG and <laughs> pretty much like anything they they're doing. I'm down for. I hate yeah. to use the word trust when when uh, discussing like uh, big companies and stuff like that. But one of the more trustworthy companies is like launching this initiative, and I can get behind that. They're just they're they're no bullshit. They're not trying to like. Ulterior motives. Yeah, they just want you to play games good. Old. Did you know that CD Projekt is part of uh, GOG? Yeah, I think they're. Uh, I don't think they were originally, but I, I'm pretty sure they they were smelling what GOG was selling, so they partnered up with them at some point. Yeah, because Witcher GOG Three is, is like one of their highest of. profile games. Yeah, that's neat. I didn't know that. Man, I'm all pumped up for this. I'm gonna sign up for the beta twice. Hell yeah. <laughs> Create a fake, create a fake email. After I finish updating my LinkedIn profile. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. on I got to, I got to type up a fresh resume. <laughs> I signed up for the beta and everything. You're looking for a That's job? No, I just update it when I'm not doing anything else. I just start from scratch. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know you could actually do that. Start a resume from scratch? No, all right, so a uh, d- little, little. This is uh, here's something in junior, I guess. I don't know, a small guy. Here's something. So, did you know when you have a Gmail email account, you can put like a plus and then something else after it, and it'll still send it to your email. So, so anyway, like, uh, Geo uh, is pretty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the here's something small guy. You can track. <laughs> You can track who's spam- like sending sending out your information. Speaking of CD Projekt Red, uh, <laughs> oh my god, they oh, have a it. huge game coming up. It's called Plus After Your Email. <laughs> no. God damn it! I'm trying to <laughs> scrap you up the episode. For your We're starting over. Asshole. Oh, I'm sorry. It's called Assholes. Let me just um, close these windows. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> here's something. Y'all, y'all ready for E3? No, I'm not now. Oh shit. Right, talking about emails. <laughs> I'll check again later. <laughs> E3 plus. Yeah, E3 plus. Uh, no. I am, okay. I, for for once, I guess, I'm like not really looking forward to E3 because we're just going to be depressing. Yeah, there's not much going on. Uh, that's kind of <laughs> what I want to talk about. Um, Do you think this cool will be the stuff? last E3? Uh, I don't know about that. I think it still has enough that it's going to keep going. Um, I mean, Nintendo's going to be there. Call of Duty's going to be there. Ubisoft's going to be there. Um, yeah, one thing I noticed, it's a lot of like, like 
gaming media is gonna like be doing shows which yeah. is that normal i don't remember yes. that being well a thing. i'm pretty sure like uh the floor space has just become cheaper and cheaper so now they're just trying to capitalize on the availability of it is kind okay. of really all of it all it is because i mean you could watch you're watching the same feed that they are so you're learning yeah. everything as they're learning it now the the whole thing the reason behind e3 is kind of antiquated I mean, those business deals get done back doors anyway. There's no reason they just throw this big, expensive event. Yeah. So the cool thing is the first day of the event, they're going to have a bunch of championships, which may be fun to watch. Super Smash Brothers, Splatoon, Super Mario Maker. But this is just becoming PAX. Like, PAX does this exact same thing. Oh, well, yeah, like they the, the the are the alternative for what E3 to become. Uh, that one's looking pretty appealing. <laughs> well, PAX was started as a more community focused type E3 event thing, like you know, bringing yeah. people together for pretty much the exact same thing that E3 is transforming itself into, like uh, showing games to the public, connecting developers with their audiences, and stuff like that. E3 right. used to just be for businesses and and yeah. press. That was it. Yeah, you used to not be able to get in unless you had a press pass. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, growing up, it was a dream of mine to freaking get into an E3, and now it's like, I, I would probably like, yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, I got, it's like, yeah, I got fifty bucks, I'll go to E3. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what's it's weird to me because IGN is gonna have a thing. Um, weird. Kind of funny games is another one. Um, there was another one. Oh, Jack Black's Jablinski Games is going to have a show <laughs> like this. I mean, Net- so Netflix random. is going to have a booth this year. so I'm going to be on stage apparently too. So I'm, I'm just put my name on here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty insane. But, uh, there are some, some big names. Xbox, Bethesda, Call of Duty, uh, Ubisoft, like I said, uh, Square Enix. Only one I'm really excited Respawn. to see is Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, they're gonna be there. City Project yeah. Red, I, Respawn might be good. They they've done, I mean, Apex yeah. Legends and stuff like that. So that'll be neat. But they'll be at EA's Days of Play. EA, yeah. oh yeah, EA's not at E three, but well, they are. But I, no, they no, don't. They are doing something. They don't do their press EA conference at, at the uh, E three. Oh, that's why it all says to be determined. I guess. Yeah, they have their own event the weekend before E three, so that they can get ahead of the press cycle. Huh. But it's like uh, up the road so that they can take advantage of all the press people being in town. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, more and more developers and companies are just kind of finding like that it's just not necessary. Nintendo has been checked out of E3 for a while. They just released their Nintendo Directs. They've been doing that for yeah. a few years. Sony's backed yeah. out this year. Uh, Ubisoft has their own press conference like a day or two before. Bethesda has their own press conference. So I'm saying like... Mm. Uh, these companies like doing this because they control their message 100%. They don't have to fight for the limelight, and their press cycles mm-hmm. last a day or two instead of an hour now. Yeah. So so Nintendo is going to be there. They have something basically to begin. They have a booth day. and some demo kiosks, but like their press yeah. conference is just a, an hour-long video that they put out now. Yeah. They don't, there will they be don't have an for- on-stage oh. presence. Yeah. There will be a Fortnite summer block party, creative tournament, and a Fortnite celebrity pro-am. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just... I'm not going to guess anymore. I'm going to say this is the last E3. It's dead now. Really? Yeah, Fortnite's taking it over. Oh. They're going to call it F3. Fortnite 3. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear that maybe Call of Duty may be calling it quits after uh, next year, actually. Yeah. They're yeah. doing another Black Ops well, next I, year. I feel like Activision's just kind of hemorrhaging now. What with the uh, negative limelight on um, Blizzard these days. Hmm. Like uh, they've they've burnt a lot of goodwill with their communities, and uh, yeah. 
now they've lost their their biggest blockbuster title, Destiny. Call of Duty for your phone. I say only. biggest. Call of Duty is still the biggest, but the freshest big thing I guess they had. Yeah, they expect things to constantly grow, and you can't definitely do that. And, and they, you know, kudos to Bungie. They called that before Destiny 1 came out, and Activision, I guess, either didn't believe them or thought they would change their mind or something. Yeah. Uh, one of the leads on it was like, yeah, you know, we see Destiny as like a game that you put down but come back to. And I yeah. haven't got back to it. So <laughs> you, you did the first part. Yeah. Uh, there are rumors that Call of Duty is going to be free to play coming up. That would be interesting. <laughs> that I don't believe. Really? The game they've been like monetizing to hell? No. Well, it'd be free to play, but you know, you gotta. No, they're gotta, they're gonna release gotta, like a light free to play yeah, version. You gotta no. pay to look good. You could tell yeah. it's like killing them too. To, if they were do that, boy, they would fucking hate it because uh, they would have to tone down the game a lot. Well, they they, it's a, it's they tried. Uh, man, what was it? They tried piecemealing it for the first time ever, and they were oh, so yeah. avidly against that because it drove. They were worried it would drive down like sales or something like that, or, or just overall mm-hmm. revenue. But they're yeah. they're finally like loosening their fingers on the on the purse strings, and they uh okay. they tried that um I forget what they called it. It was like the the battle pack. No, that's something they, ca- else. they called it. They called it Chipotle for Call of Duty. That was the technical official term. They called it Taco yep. Bell Fourth Meal Presents Call of Duty's <laughs> Battle Royale Friends, mode. I'm I'm loving it. Have it your way. <laughs> But yeah, they basically just tried selling one mode for $30, and they were like, well, if you want the other two modes, it's another $30. They gave you that kind of option, so yeah, I'm not no. sure they're ready to do a free-to-play. Not this year, certainly, because uh, there's already rumors that story mode is back, and it's going to be just called They'll keep subdividing their game. If you want the, the sixth of the game, you have to pay $15. <sighs> Shit, so that would still equal $60. Yeah. For um... I'm pretty excited. I'm always excited for uh, Square Enix presentations yeah. because it gives me hope for a Nier Automata 2, even though I never get it. Whoa! <laughs> 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 Instead, you get games like The Quiet Man. Yeah. Or like it's another, I don't know, another Deus Ex would be fun. I know they're going to f- show some Final Fantasy remake. I'm actually bullshit. pretty excited for that Final Fantasy 7 because I liked 15, and it looks like yeah. they just pretty much. Uh, hold on, JB's uh, checking 15. his credit score. Yep. So, uh, it was, was, <laughs> was the Quiet Man actually made by Square Enix? It was published. Holy shit. Oh my god, I didn't know that. They had it on the E3 stage last year, too. They were super proud of it. They have some pretty cool properties, though. Like, they have Thief, they have Deus Ex, they have Octopath Traveler. Here's what I don't get. Okay. Octodad. They're, like, talking out Octodad of both sides. Of, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth, though, because they're, they're obviously trying to get their hand in, like, smaller development and stuff like publishing. With Quiet yeah. Man, and then there was another game they just put out, the one that was like that MGS knockoff, which was so bad I can't even remember the name of it. Yeah, and, Survivor uh, or whatever. And Left Alive, I think it is. Oh. And uh, but then they bitch about like they they let go of uh, the Hitman developers because that wasn't selling well enough for them, even though like those developers mm. considered that game to be successful. Same with the Tomb yeah, Raider series. Yeah, that recent one was huge. They yeah. were super like. They were talking shit about after the first Tomb Raider game came out. They're like, oh, it's just not performing as expected. But it sold like 5 million copies or something like that. They sound like my wife. Just wait wait until they announce uh, Secret of Mana, the remake. Oh, I'd buy that. That's like the only RPG I ever really liked. Wait, they just did (laughs) that, actually. Did they? Did they? No, they didn't. Oh, I will. Oh, buddy, they did. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. And it was bad. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, just wait until they make Secret of Mana remake number two. Yeah. Is it just a remake? I'm about to it's, look this up. It's pretty 3D. much just a graphical overhaul, but it's not a good one. Oh. 
Oh boy, you really <laughs> fucked it here, Square. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, fucked it up. Square's in a weird position right now. I'm curious to see what they start doing to try and write the shit, but I am, like I said, I'm excited for Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. The producers and the writers of The Simpsons are doing the presentation at some point too. Which is weird. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Devolver, Devolver Digital. I'm a fan dude, of. You read my mind when he said that. The first thing I thought of was, I wonder what Devolver's going to do this year. Yeah. Psychonauts have two. Some, some fun announcements. And then they have another thing. Uh, Netflix is announcing apparently bringing some Netflix originals into video games. So yeah, Orange is the New Black. Can't wait for that video I'll game. I'll touch on that. But whenever amazing. Mitch was talking about the Volver Digital, I was like, yeah, they're pretty much the hot topic of E3. They always have know, like yeah, some weird Edge Lord shit uh, stuff. Like and that. then like al- alongside like really promising genuine game right. re- uh, game announcements. <laughs> uh, Almost cringe inducing stage presence, but then yeah, I could I could really give a fuck about the show they put on. Yeah. Um, but back to, um, oh, serious Sam. Okay. What were we just saying before I went back to the bar? Uh, Netflix. Wants Netflix. To put out. Yeah. They've already announced they have like an indie, um, uh, like a, a pixel art stranger things game coming out. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah it's available yeah. on your phone. That'd be, I'm oh, it's curious, only on the phones. I'm curious if they're going to start doing more like breakout proper video games or if they just mean more interactive content like a uh, Bandersnatch and the, uh, I'm assuming game. I'm mm-hmm. assuming it's going to be a lot of interactive content. I would hope. I don't know. I think it's both. I want to see, like, because some of the studios they partner with have really good writers, and I, I would like to see some original series and, like, concepts brought into original mm-hmm. games, but mm-hmm. I know they're just going to, you know, it's it's fucking <laughs> Bloodline Season 3 of the video game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix started selling, like, Wi-Fi controllers akin to, like, Google Stadia, and they started trying to do, like, streaming, uh, like, you know, very graphically lo-fi video games over their service, because that would fall yeah. in line with their business model completely. Yeah. yeah. Even if they, even if they just ported other games into the service, I, yeah. And Google, you know, yeah. I mean, not Google, uh, Netflix kind of pioneered the whole like making content for your streaming service thing. They're, 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 yeah. They're the reason why every studio company is trying to launch their own service now and promising original content for it. So, I mean, yeah. um, they've been they've been really testing the waters with like the mind like. You know the Minecraft story mode thing, and and Bandersnatch, and they they they've shown they're they're willing to uh, push the boundaries and just kind of do crazy shit just to kind of see where the market is and and what people are receptive to. So, right, yeah, if I could and play it works Joel out for the Kale show the game. That would the be game. Great. Yeah, <laughs> what's what funny quip is he gonna say next? <laughs> you get to select it, and the audience boos or applause. Yeah, the answer yeah. is always something about dicks or something about butts, though. There's something about dick, Mary. Something about dicks or butts. There's no other option. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the option. That's what it literally says. Something it's just one. You get to press it's the one button and, it, and pick it, but you can't you, scroll you, or anything. You pick it, between dicks and butts. <laughs> it gives you it gives you 15 full minutes to choose where Joel McHale's just staring down the barrel of that fucking camera. Does not blink. No. Just yeah. stares into your soul. You can see yeah. his eyes tearing up, but he doesn't break. He just keeps <laughs> And then, like, Allison bringing a bunch of other community people, like, walk in just to smile and wave at the camera for a second and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Annie's boobs. So, yeah. Annie's boobs is going to be at E3. Yeah, yeah the monkey. So, yeah. I'm pretty excited. For, I mean, I'll, I'm excited to see if there's something cool comes out. Am I going to sit at my computer and watch this thing? Probably not. No, I'll watch the highlights after yeah. it happens. I'm not going to watch the fucking live stream. Yeah. I'll watch the Microsoft conference just because I'm excited... And you, you guys probably should be a little more too for the Xbox press conference because all of Xbox's first party stuff now will release day and date on PC. 
According to, uh, Ooh. I wanted to, I was just about to say Randy Pitchford because I saw what somebody fucking wrote on the call sheet. Uh, <laughs> 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 Phil Spencer, the head of X, uh, Microsoft's gaming division, uh, he he's been the last couple of years just doing a really hard push to get like the Xbox name is kind of synonymous with gaming instead of a, a system. So yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, we've got Halo Infinite on the horizon. They've, they've announced that the Master Chief is, collection is coming to uh, PC soon. Nice. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually did a surprise launch during E3. Like, all right, Halo Reach will be the first game to release on PC from the Master Chief Oh, uh, yeah. And I wouldn't I be surprised if they launched it during a press conference. That would be cool. It, EA did that last year, I think, or the year before. Uh, yeah. So tell, tell me what you're most excited about. Cyberpunk twenty seven seven, Cyberpunk twenty seven seven. Yeah, I can't. All right, what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about you, Mitch? <laughs> what about me? What about you? What are you most excited about? Mitch doesn't uh, give a shit about E three. He wants packs where he can see the indie games. I'm excited for the for the the tournaments at the beginning and Devolver Digital. That's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, and the Gungeon two, baby. Maybe. Hell yeah! Did they announce so. that or did I? Make that no, that's up. a fake thing. That's you dreamed about it. No, no, I was thinking of Darkest Dungeon too when I said that. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that's happening. Yeah, that's happening. Um, that. Yeah, I'm mostly excited for Cyberpunk and probably Bethesda. I want to see what they do. And, yeah, I'd like <laughs> to see, see if Todd Howard has the balls to go on stage <laughs> this year. It's uh, I hope I know we're not going to get a look at the next Elder Scrolls because the last time it was like three E3s ago. Yeah. But no, that I was last year. They just showed like a a, a yeah landscape CG shot of a landscape. Yeah, yeah. So. Looked pretty though. Sure <laughs> yeah. did look pretty. Sure did look like <laughs> a landscape. And I'm excited for Ubisoft. I don't know. Maybe they would just talk about uh, the new Ghost Recon, but maybe they'll talk about something else. Who knows? Well, they got uh, uh, Bethesda has the new Doom coming out. Uh, presumably. Oh this year. shit! Yeah. <laughs> also, they never released that uh, expansion for uh, the last Wolfenstein game. Youngblood. No, uh, Wolfenstein 2 has an expansion where you play as BJ Blazkowicz's kids. And they've been been talking about that. Is it Youngblood? It's it's coming up in a couple months, I think. Yeah, so that that and the new Doom will probably be the highlights. And I doubt we hear from Todd Howard at all, honestly. And if they're smart, they won't even say the words Fallout. (laughs) They won't even say the words Howard. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody named Todd at the press conference is immediately evacuated from the fucking building. Immediately executed. Howard and Duff. <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> the, the Bethesda press conference is Todd Howard just coming out talking about how successful 76 was and how much he loved the uh, just, final episode of Game of Thrones. How much just, he's been Yeah, how much he's been playing 76. I just hope he comes out and just makes a bunch of jokes about how like you know, when he came out for, for Fallout 76 he made a bunch of jokes about how there's bugs and stuff in the game. So yeah, like self deprecating humor. <laughs> yeah, I just hope he does that again. He walks up on so awkward. <laughs> So, he walks up on stage. I'm here to with a State of the Union on 76. Apparently it launched without any issues, and it's everybody's favorite game. <laughs> Maybe it was just one big joke. And it's, it's really just I out of focus in the background is Andrew WK with his signature white t-shirt, but completely pantsless, just jacking off like out of focus. <laughs> <laughs> in the background you gotta party hard i don't know guys i might watch the live stream at this point now. <laughs> i want todd howard to walk up on stage and just throw out empty phrases just like i'm really excited to tell you about this next project but first 
and just keep stalling for three hours straight. Rage 2 was a game that we felt wholeheartedly (laughs) had definite promise for visuals. And? Games. (laughs) And? You got me hooked now. That's the most interesting Todd Howard has said. Downloadability. And here's a magic trick. Count the 52. <laughs> and now my best friend, Randy Pitchford. At least I'm not a magical pedophile, am I right? <laughs> am I right? <laughs> All right, we I'm back. Three. I'm excited for E3 now. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm excited no. for our version of E3. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, it's like a goddamn fever dream. Magical pedophile. You guys are going to have to stop me from titling the episode that. That's Yeah, that's yeah. the greatest band name in the world. <laughs> God, that's uh one of the that's one of Oingo Boingo's albums. Peter File. <laughs> Maybe you should move to America. They pronounce it. <laughs> you should move to America. They pronounce it pedophile there. <laughs> oh my God, I need to watch that shit again. That's Me too. You're in my mind. Okay. Have you ever seen the thing where he acts like he's gonna drop the snow globe, but then actually drops it? Yes. <laughs> oh. My God. Okay, I'm sorry. That's that one of my was, favorite. That clips. wasn't was that him or was that um Chris O'Donnell? That was it was the other guy. It was Chris. But they were both there. It was the uh the super nerdy guys show. I don't know any of their names. <laughs> it was Moss's show. Yeah, uh yeah, Richards. He had yeah. a uh there's a series over there called um I think it's called Future Man or something. Not Future Man. This is a similar, but I know what I think it is called Gadget Man or something like Gadget that. Gadget Man, yes. Yeah. yeah. Because the first season was hosted by Stephen Fry, and he had the second season. I need to look. Oh, see if it was a third Gadget season. Man. Yeah, it was yeah. Gadget Man because they fly on the plane. He has like a, a absorbent seat pad that absorbs your farts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Noel Fielding was with him that episode. I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, they do oh. some crazy shit. Do you see the one where they had like the 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 micro house? No, that's where I first learned about those. Because they had like a, a one room house that had like everything. Oh, no, okay. I was thinking like micro machine size. Yeah, it was a micro a house for house. tiny people. <laughs> I swear I housed my micro machine. It's a house for mice. Him and Jimmy Carr were just hanging out on a micro machine's track. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> ever, ever think about when they came up with micro machines? Some guys like, I came up with this toy. It's like, it's like cars. And they're like, well, there's already Hot Wheels. He's like, what if we make them smaller? You ever think about how forks were invented? Some guy was just like, I want to stab my food. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that nuts? Isn't that crazy? Straighten the the chicken's nuts. I want to stab my food in the nuts. (laughs) You know know what I'm sick of? I'm sick of eating a whole steak. What if we had something I could could just chop it in half? That's great. How were shoes invented, huh? Imagine the fork came about. From like a, a pitchfork first, and then they're like, "What if we could scoop food into our mouth?" With this uh, I think thing? the fork came about from beans, but I'm so <laughs> boy. The barrel of this gun sure tastes good, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with the bottom of the barrel, but whatever. <laughs> right, we're also there. Where? Where are we? The bottom of the barrel. How did I, Jesus how did I get here? We're 21 episodes in. Anybody still listening is a deep, deep fan, and nothing we can say now will ruin it for him. So. You're a champion. You're a I champion. Love you. We love you. All, all five of you. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, Mitch, you've got some cool topics. I do. Thank you. I wanted to talk about... 
I worked very hard at them. I wanted to talk about tabletop RPGs with you boys. Yes. Thank you for coming. Next step. Yeah, I've been playing uh, a lot of uh, the game Blades in the Dark recently, about every other week. Um, That sounds like a game about assassins. (laughs) Oh, how'd you guess? I'm a magic man. <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of that. I was going to say been, the other uh, word after that, but then I stopped. <laughs> Did you hear the hesitation? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've been I've been reading uh, pen and paper systems for fuck five years. Really? Just, never playing them, just reading them. Is that really? Your kink? Yeah. I know people that do that, and I can never do that. So I love it, man. I read I read systems more than I read books. Well, do you listen to a lot of shows that do do those kinds of games? Uh, I listen to Friends at the Table. That's easily my my favorite one. Uh, I, I, I could to, see like wanting to read them then, just to have an understanding of what's going on. Yeah, so. I actually I I got into Blades in the Dark because of Friends at the Table, and then I listen to like a uh, Critical Role and and yeah. One Shot. The Critical the Role zone. guy is pretty amazing. He, he I hear Critical Role's really good, well. but I've never gotten into it. Matt Mercer, baby, so good. Yeah. I used to listen to a uh, Nerd Poker, which is just like kind yeah. of a traditional but loose like eh, loose loose format. The indie sure. podcast by Brian Posehn, a stand-up mm-hmm. comic that I'm a fan of, and, and some of his friends. Yeah, I tried that one. I didn't really get into it. I mean, the Adventure Zone was just so good. <laughs> like, I just can't listen to any other ones. Armor Quest is pretty fun too. I love Quest the Adventure is extremely Zone. boiled down though. Like the first three, maybe four arcs yeah. before Griffin got so up his own ass with the story <laughs> that he stopped letting them like freeform it. Yeah, I think they felt that that they could do more with it and that's why they it changed a little bit i don't know i think like that's that's the thing there there are systems that are that are strictly focused on telling a story D D is not yeah. one of those systems so when you no. when you're like the show was it's... so funny until he started like railroading them right yeah it, it was still good but it's just when i got started on that show and got hooked is whenever like griffin was reacting to them instead of the other way around yeah yeah but, you know. um, which like that that can happen uh uh like late game campaigns that can definitely mm-hmm. happen yeah where, like things are wrapping up so we need like more words need to be said but yeah anyway, exactly I, I think that's what I, I, but go ahead i want i wanted to talk about uh like well, what you always like about it first about playing it just about the concept <laughs> i i love making characters that's yeah okay. kind of the thing i like doing uh i, I always feel like i always feel like my backstory is huge and then my the people i play with trump me every time nice. um yeah they're a bunch of jerks but i i just like they build playing a wall that, around your character <laughs> i like playing that character now i do have a problem where i make my characters always the same <laughs> so i need to try to stop doing that but, i'm the same yeah, way yeah. yeah especially in video every, games yeah every character See, i've ever made is an alcoholic <laughs> man i love making my characters just as out there as possible i think my my in my first time playing D, i made it what's that uh like the stone iron golem race Stoneforged. Yeah. I made I one know. of those, and it was a monk, and it was it was born into a human monk cult, and its religion was punching. <laughs> was like, yeah, just, that's pretty out it, there. It, so his like his whole thing, he was re- he would reach God through punching. Yeah. Hmm. Um. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I love making just like completely ridiculous characters. Uh, See, that's what I want to do more, but I tend not to do that. I tend to just I I stylize the character. I don't know, kind of like the character I'd want to be for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
It's really weird. Yeah. I like uh, I like making mine sort of like mysterious wildcard characters so that whatever mm. ridiculous idea pops into my brain doesn't feel out of sorts for whenever yeah. I feel like releasing it. Because yeah. I've been in, I've only done like two D and D campaigns, both of which have kind of fizzled out at this point. But um, yeah, yeah. Not, well, we're not, doing one currently. Yeah, one was Mutant Year Zero, and one's that Viking one we're doing. Yeah, I, I, I feel I don't like some sort of inane responsibility to kind of spice things up and just kind of call out whatever the most ridiculous shit uh, right. comes to my brain is. Yeah, because usually it, even if even if I botch the roll, like the idea is so good that the the dungeon master will allow it, it yeah. or some now, form of it. Some campaigns are like that, and the ones that we do, that group is kind of that way. But some groups are super serious about stuff, so they they would not like that. I which know. I don't, yeah. I don't enjoy that much. But some people are like that. I'm uh, playing uh, the group I'm playing with right now. Uh, there's there's I'm playing I'm I'm leading four players, and two of mm-hmm. them are like that. They're very like grounded within the world. Like, all right, what realistically yeah. can we get away with? And the other two are like, fuck it, I'm gonna throw a sword. Across yeah. the room. <laughs> I like, I pull out a gun. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, I don't go that see, ridiculous. Yeah, see, I, I always I, try I, to find weird ways to do things. That's my thing. Same. Yeah. And that's to keep. It's mainly to keep myself from my OCD uh, uh, habit of wanting to min max everything. Yes, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Actually, do y'all do y'all believe in min maxing, and do y'all believe in being more the character? I do normally, and I've been trying to break myself away from that and just kind of explore and have more fun because. Even mm. I know I keep tying everything back to video games, but fuck it. Like even in video games, like Skyrim and shit like that, back in the day, like all of it did yeah. was find the most efficient way and fastest way of killing things. Yeah. Until like hour thirty-five of that game felt completely the same as hour two because I right. found like the quickest way to kill somebody and and it pretty much ruined combat in the game mm-hmm. for myself. Yeah, I yeah. I do. I really love systems that allow for ridiculous shit. Yeah. Uh, like I know, like D and D is a very fun system, but it's also it's it's very linear in the way that things move and the way that action takes place. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have to count. Then the, the other campaign I play, we count steps. Like you have like a grid, you know, and yeah. that is very limiting. You wouldn't think it would be, but that limits you a lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I don't. It, it's okay. It makes you strategize and it makes you read the terrain a bit. So it's kind Which, of fun. Actually. I think it's very counterintuitive to be playing a pen and paper game when it's tile based. So if structured. It's, if it's, yeah. Yeah. If it's yeah. supposed to be like, I think I think those games are inherently unless like I don't know they're inherently non visual and there are aids for visuals like I know there yeah. are like uh, like minifigures and and mm-hmm. uh, like dungeon setups that are that are reconfigurable. Yeah. I think I think things that aid the visualization are good. I don't think something that it's is limiting. Vis- yeah. yeah, I've kind of, yeah. I've kind of, and that's probably what kept me clear of a uh, Dungeons and Dragons for so long is because I knew there were a lot of rules involved with it, yeah. or at least yeah, yeah. I thought thought there was. You can play around a lot of them. Which yeah, is but happens. my biggest thing was like, don't draw me in with a game based around my imagination and then tell me I can't use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I, I had an idea for a while back of, like, just a very loosely based, like, uh, I wanted to uh, GM a game based around, like, Futurama, like, you'd be uh, the second Planet Express crew, so oh, that, like, cool. and, and every session would basically be visiting a different planet, so the settings could change, the battle encounters can change. Yeah, it's almost and, like and Monster of the Week, but Futurama so, delivery. Yeah, kind of like that, but, and, um, and just kind of basing everything on a yes or no role instead of percentages <clears throat> and stuff like that. Yeah. Hmm being able to overturn like if somebody had a particularly funny idea or scenario or something like just full control from the gym to be say yeah yeah that totally yeah. happened or something like that see i yeah. like the roles in D a lot i enjoy that part 
I don't know. I don't know why. It's the structure I, of it is perfect to me. I like crunchy games. Like I like uh, Call of Cthulhu is very crunchy in the in the sense that it's percentage based and you have like eighteen stats to to track uh, percentages. Mm, that is crunchy. On. That's um, crunchy. But at yeah, at the same time, there's there's a lot of times where it's sort of uh, cumbersome to play. Yeah. yeah. I'll say this. Yeah. Uh, so the campaign that me and JB were, <laughs> I say currently, it's been a few weeks since we've gotten to do a session. Yeah. Uh, one of our first boss encounters had the ability to knock us prone. <laughs> and my yeah, character has so no wet. sort of like uh, quick <laughs> actions, they're called. Yeah. Yeah. And one of, like, because you could, standing up takes a turn, or you can use yeah. a quick action and still be able to make an attack. And, like, this boss character, every other move he did, the side effect was that he would knock you prone. So I spent that entire fucking boss encounter. Yeah, we had one assassin who was able to do a quick action and get some attacks in, but we were prone, like, every goddamn time. I blocked everything, so I was okay. But I I laid on my back that whole fight. It came to a point where I was just trying, I was like, can I just throw my weapon at him from from my back? Like, I don't know what to do. Can I all fuck off from across the room? Like, what? (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna play dead and walk out of the room. Yeah, oh boy, that was that, that was the that, that game's fun really fun. I enjoyed that one a lot. It's good. It's good now. I have a quick uh... action now, so <laughs> I think I think I don't want to say his name, but I think the GM uh, sensed my frustration with the thing because we haven't encountered an enemy with that ability in a while. Yeah, well, he he talked to me about it. And he said, "I think I think I made everyone go prone a little bit too much." Yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I think so, dude." <laughs> That's, have you boys ever ever GM'd games? No. No. Holy fuck, it's stressful. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to. I mean, I guess I'd, I don't know. It's it's very much, uh, like, I'll keep using Blades in the Dark as, as an example. Of the mm-hmm. It's very it's very much about, um, I, as a GM, am not supposed to go in with a story prepared. I don't know what's going to happen next session. I can just plan for this current session. That's oh, what shit. I want to do. That's the kind yeah. of GM for like my Futurama idea that I'd like to do. Just free form right. it. Just like real, uh, what do you call right. it? Right. Or well, it's, it's it's quite hmm. literally like I I don't say okay you open up and you have you got tipped off about this mission. It's like the the players can walk around the world and they can gather information and they can make their own yeah. choices. No. Um, because I'd be afraid that if I had like some sort of uh, pathway in in my head, that I'd be kind of frustrated and. No matter what the player chose, would use it anyway. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah. We constantly right. do that. And railroad. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 glad that I don't have to worry about that. I I'm glad that I I pretty much have like a book of cool sounding names, and I'm like I just mm-hmm. give them personalities and okay. Um, do you have stats and stuff ready? Like yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I would um, be worried about. Okay. And and the the rolling system is very uh, reactive. Like the the player rolls, and and then I decide what the NPC does. Oh, okay. Um, which is very cool, uh, but but the reason it's stressful is because the the points are are so critical to the to the PCs, and they have uh, special abilities and sort of actions they can take based on of like an attribute rating. Uh-huh. Um, and it's stressful for me because everybody's like XP advancements don't happen very often, and so people get another pip and a skill, and they want to use it so bad. But I didn't plan for them to use it this session. And so, like, trying to give every op- everybody an opportunity to have fun, but also presenting a challenge and not pulling my punches is yeah, probably the most stressful thing I go through my entire week. Yeah, it's like you want to yeah. challenge them, but you don't want to kill them. It's yeah. a fine line, because we've been, we've, 
in my my in person session that I do, like we we've gotten situations where it's just like, dude, we're fucked. Like, what the yeah. hell are we gonna do? Well, and it's like, like how can I how can I like put this character in danger? Uh, how can I reward them after the fact? And how, like, does this does this NPC yeah. they're fighting have anything to do with the story? Does right. this have like? Because yeah, if you think about it, like the campaigns, ultimately the battles. If the if the if your party knows there's no stakes involved, then winning a fight just kind of feels fruitless. Yeah. Right. So we, I, did I ever tell y'all about the unknown potion fight? No. Okay, so we were having this fight, and we were almost all dead. <laughs> so we, like, one guy was dead. He was unconscious, so I, like, grabbed him and, like, threw him back away from the enemy. Because I was a tank. And and then I was basically dying to the guy because I couldn't hurt him. Because um, he was just so tanky. He was so armored. And so I had this potion that I had stolen that I didn't know what it was. And so I just in desperation i just drank it <laughs> and so i had to <laughs> i had to roll like a percentage die and then uh we looked my dm looked it up and he's like it makes you grow <laughs> i was a dwarf but it still made me grow i was like 15 feet tall or something yeah and i was fighting a, a, <laughs> a, a normal height <laughs> still, yeah. still very still very round i was a giant dwarf um and so I was fighting this huge guy. And Look so, out, <laughs> so then I just started doing wrestling moves to him, and that's how he survived. Because <laughs> my <laughs> weapon nice. wouldn't do any damage to him. But we yeah. would have totally party wiped. If it wasn't for yeah. that, if, it, if I had rode bad on that potion, we would all died. And yeah. having stuff like that, it's it's extreme, but makes it, it makes it so much fun. Extreme. Yeah. Extreme Doritos. Um, so, I love so flavor blasting about... tabletop RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> And this wizard just straight straight up flavor blasts you to the next dimension. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing was um, I, w- I would do uh, m- like pop culture references in character uh, yeah. in Mutant Year Zero, but always yeah. finish up with, and I, I don't know why. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> I have no idea about our time's pop culture references. <laughs> Oh, or boy. something. That's how I would like break the universe, but try and mend it at the same time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Zero is a fun game. That, that oh, was a good. Boy. That was a good one. Um. So yeah, now I want to talk about what you would like to play. <laughs> remember? Oh, I'm sorry. Remember my dog and me and your Zero? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have a dog? We happened upon like a mold and like a brain controlling mold mold infested oh, yes. dog. Yes. And the GM was like throwing out every red flag he could, but I was like, yeah, <laughs> I keep him. I name him. I keep him. <laughs> like, like I, I feed him and I, I train him. And I was like, he's like, yeah, you see, like, uh, he's just like glowy yellow powder, like coming out of his ears, like in abundance. <laughs> every time he shakes his head or something, I'm like, I go, oh, who's a good boy? And I press my forehead against him and rub my face all over him and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was like a good tug of war me and the GM had with the with through the dog. You know, yeah. it, was, it was a good time. What do, what do I roll to check if there's a vet? I want to check this guy for fleas. Because <laughs> it was it was super obvious. Like this dog was like a throwaway NPC that he was just trying to like foreshadow <laughs> yeah. something with. Yeah, yeah. That I forced him to keep coming up with uh, details for. Well, one of the other characters was a dog trainer, so you could have just talked to him honestly. But that we game did. was and. <laughs> Because uh, he was doing, like, uh, intuition checks on the dog, and the GM was like, yeah, there's something messed up with this dog. I was like, oh, I love him anyway. I love him even more, a little scamp. <laughs> For some reason in that game, my character had a scooter. I think that was the, one of the things I just got. Yeah. And so I would just ride a scooter around, like, all the time. <laughs> That's, like, all I would do. 
I throw my scooter at it. I think I did hit someone with it at some point. Nice. I didn't. Was, my weapon sucked. So, boys, one last thing before we move on. Yeah. No. I'm here. <laughs> I'm not. All right, so we're moving on. Uh, I wanted to ask if there are any specific systems or specific stories you would want to play on pen and paper. Oh, for um. Uh huh. For Tutupera Rupees. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think that Monster of the Week thing sounds super cool. I would actually yeah. like to try that. Um, the thing I, I said, or is just that Monster of the Week thing? No, just any Monster of the Week thing, because just to have it feel like a sick, like a like that sitcommy, like know. episodic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that would be neat. Like, like I'll give an example. I want to I want to do a, a Katana Zero campaign uh, mm-hmm. within Technoir, which is like a cyberpunk fighting oh. game. Yeah, I think I actually made a character for something like that and it's never yeah. happened <laughs> character's name was nicholas cage it was actually yeah. it was a giant sloth do you guys know nick yeah. cage voiced uh spider-man noir in the inner spider-verse movie yeah, yeah buddy he did a pretty good job he did every spider man i don't understand it but I <laughs> everywhere i go there's wind and the wind <laughs> smells like rain his declaration of independence my favorite fucking joke in that movie is he's holding a rubik's cube and he's pointing at the different colors is this blue because like, no, he's for black and white, so he's colorblind. Wow, that's that's they stole that from UHF. Really? <laughs> There's a blind guy solving a Rubik's cube, and he's like, "Is this done?" And the guy's like, "No." He tries it again. Is this done? <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, got, uh, I think I yeah shot my load already on that question. Futurama, I would definitely love to do just because I, I fucking love that universe. Yeah. It the idea really I have for it is the same reason I fell in love with the show. Like every week, just it or every episode just felt like so fresh because they had so many ideas. Yeah, well, yeah. And because there's so much out there now, like there's there's even more you could do with with that universe. Now yeah. I want to watch Futurama. Did did y'all watch the the, the medieval one that they disenchanted? Okay, yeah, yeah. It's got some hints of okay parts, but it, it, the, the for the most part, is, it's, like, it's uninspired. Futurama and The Simpsons had what, like fucking eighteen years at least to build up that world. It, it like it felt familiar no matter what. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I guess you're right. Because yeah. you even hear the same voices you've heard for like years. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's fine. I was disappointed because I was looking forward to it. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um. I'll say. Lastly, I want to play one of the many, 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 many mech-based systems there are because yeah, I love. Big robots. Do they have like almost like Gundam esque, or is it all like Warhammer? Yeah, there's I there's some there's some Gundam games. Uh, Warhammer has some some okay ones. There's one coming out very soon called Lancer. It uh, was successfully yeah. kickstarted like 24 times over or something. Damn, some ridiculous uh, stretch. And each each it's uh every mech is modular, which a module is basically Ooh. like a unique set of mechanics. That'd be cool. Uh, so each mech has its own unique set of mechanics and, and maybe like a, a unique stat just unique to that mech. Yeah. Uh, and it's very, it, it leans more towards fantasy than it does sci-fi. Yeah. Which is very cool. Yeah. Let's so uh let's start a Zone of the Enders one just for the naming convention alone. <laughs> like, yeah. in the second game, the protagonist's name is um, Dingo Egret, and he pilots yeah. a mech called Jehuti. So, yeah, yeah. sky's the limit. Yeah, people spent a lot more money on this than I knew um, going in. Cause dude, I, yeah, have you seen like some people's like dice towers and and tabletops I, and yeah. shit like that? 
He was a yeah, lot of money. I mean, I, I have a, I have a pretty hefty collection of, of, of rule sets and of books and PDFs and box sets. Yeah, but those aren't that. I mean, people spend it like the, some of the mini, mini, mini figs are so expensive, right? Yeah. Yeah. I tried to design oh, just, my own. Just Gundam? So yeah. much. Let's use, let's do one, but with regular figs. It's just action <laughs> figures. Just G.I. Joe's. It's, it's yeah. just G.I. Joe's. Those are like five bucks, right? Let's just get a bucket of green army, man. (laughs) This tabletop tabletop RPG, Normandy. (laughs) That would would be interesting. The survival rate, Jesus Christ. Happy party dies. uh, I take two steps north, roll the dice, (laughs) die. Next character. You you control 25 green army men at a time. Yeah. That would be be interesting. Okay. Smith, you had a question for us about Hollywood. Uh, yeah, what's the deal with it? What's the deal? What's going on with Hollywood? It's bad. What is up with that? Yeah, I I was talking with one of my coworkers the other day, and we were talking about how many, I think, I don't know, like the past ten years? Five, Mm -hmm. ten years? uh, The the amount of of remakes and and reboots and shitty adaptations has skyrocketed. So, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, interestingly enough. Do you yeah. think, I mean, how long have movies been around? Since, like, the, what, 30s? Sure. Uh, 40s? No, it's the 30s. It's fact now because you said it. 20s? It's canon. Somebody update, somebody update Wikipedia. <laughs> what about the 10s? What about the 10s? What about the 1800s? Negatives? I don't know. But but Hollywood as a whole, like, the big, the big, the big movies and stuff, that's, like, the 40s, I would imagine, right? Around, like, World War II or so? I would say sure. 50s, 60s. Okay, let's start there. So it hasn't been that long that movies has been around because I was like I was like I wonder if this happened before but really there was no there was no nothing to look back on because it's yeah. not that old so right. it's very interesting that this is well, happening especially as as technology advanced people are like oh shit we can make this guy jump off a roof <laughs> yeah like... so one of the things I was thinking when I was thinking about this is that they do it because it's a it's a safer gamble you know yeah absolutely it's easy to get investors behind yes yes. So I wonder if that's what it is, or I think like, it's it's a what? mixture of things. Like uh, I guess I guess we're part of the millennial crowd, mm-hmm. somewhat. Like people our age are the ones spending most money on entertainment and shit like that, and nostalgia is a big seller. Yeah. So it's easier to rehash shit from like twenty years ago when we were like growing up and developing tastes and stuff like that and actually come up with original ideas. There's definitely yeah. a lot of nostalgia things that's happening. I'm gonna do my favorite thing and correlate it with video games. That's why you see so many remasters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's easier just to high res games that people liked when they were kids than to come up yeah. with something new. Well I can tell you what, what made me think about it was I was watching Stranger Things and it just made me think of the Goonies so much that I was like, mm-hmm. this yeah. is almost just a remake of the Goonies, which is like scary stuff. I mean, Kids there's no bikes. reason that show has to be based in the 80s and reference, like, exactly. fucking Ghostbusters and, and shit so much, but it yeah. does. Yeah. All right. I guess, like, specifically I'm talking about, like, there's a fucking Fast and Furious reboot. Following oh, two years. <laughs> <laughs> Those have just gotten to the point where it's ridiculous. There's a there's a Rambo 5 coming out this year. Really? Yeah, like, like, yeah. They started rebooting Did... shows that aren't even that old. Like, yeah. yeah Disney is ma- remaking all Aladdin. of their cartoons in live action. Well, that's because they can do so much better CGI now. No, it you just, know what? It, it delegitimizes Somebody... all of the animation artists in the first ones. I don't know if it does that. No, I, I think it's sure so that, that it's 
some of those shows are are, are getting kind of old and i want to say like the copyright might be expiring on them and shit like that so this is their way of refreshing that before it becomes a public domain that may be what it is so i don't know clever girl guys why is sylvester why is rambo a cowboy now (laughs) what is what is happening (laughs) i don't know man sly thought he'd be look cool in a hat i guess Cowboy, baby. Yeah, so John Rambo is a fucking cowboy now. Fucking I'm bitch. Fucking, fucking piece of shit. How many guns you got? None. You ain't changing nothing. You ain't changing nothing. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> be, be prepared, because now I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the show. I, I love Rambo, by the way. <laughs> I love Rocky, so. I love Rocky, too. And I love Carl Urban's Judge Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I, I, will, I will do that to him. Um, yeah, man. Even that that I love that fucking Balboa movie, the one where he came back and he had that one more fight in him kind of thing. Yeah, that was neat. That's, I, that's, I, that's, that speech they, he gives his son on the sidewalk. That's a good fucking speech. The Creed movies are amazing. I lo- yeah. I enjoy them. I haven't a ton. seen the second one yet. Is it good? Oh yeah, it's so good. It's so good. The only thing I don't like is like, man, like. <laughs> They, I thought they were going to kill Rocky in the first Creed movie, and I thought that would have been a good artistic choice, but no, he's still kicking, apparently. I think they're going to make three of them. I think they're going to end up making three Creed. Sure, he'll probably die Rocky in the third one. Rocky will live to be, be 120 big... years old. <laughs> I fought death. He wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> be with body punches. And it cuts to him and death from the, the guy who played death in Bill and Ted 2, just doing Twister. <laughs> the cancer, the cancer thing was pretty neat. Like the way they did it, I'm not neat. Seems a weird word, but like how yeah, they made, pretty they made a, they Adrian that. Adrian died from cancer, and that's why he didn't want to go through the treatment. Right, he saw what she had to go through, and so it was, it was pretty intense. It was a interesting storyline. Like I didn't expect something that deep from that movie. Honestly, I know, um, and it just kind of makes you like. It's got a very good subplot to it, because even with Balboa, it's just like, here's the champion fallen, you know what I mean? Like, here he's just being tortured at this point, and he's just, he just wants a little taste of how his life used to be. Yeah. And then you see, like, see him again in Creed, and all he's done is just lost more, and gone through more pain, and now he's... <clears throat> yeah. It was neat. I need to get the other, the other Rocky movie, though. I never got that one. Which one? The one when he comes back. <clears throat> oh Balboa, that one's really yeah. good. I don't think I have that one. That's the only one I don't have. I actually so have the old one sitting in front of me on DVD right now. Because that'd be fine it. if if they remade that, but just used like Disney's de aging uh, <laughs> CGI process and just did the exact same movies again. <clears throat> that would be great. So yeah, it's it's an interesting movie. Uh, How are you I guys was... feeling about the new Terminator movie? I don't, uh, I, don't I don't think it's that good, buddy. <laughs> I agree with you boys. I think it's going to be excellent. <laughs> I know you thought you were saying. Oh, good. I'm, you I'm like glad the you're trailer. the one editing this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Man. trailer and I was like, mm, I don't know, bud. I don't know about this one. I The first Terminator was the only good Terminator. No, <laughs> dude. T2 was a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> um, D2, Mighty Ducks Return, was amazing. Um, I will say I am in love with the, uh, the endoskeleton design so much that it kind of... Hmm. That get that that gets me in the door to, for like whatever reason. I think the and Sarah I, Connor stuff looks cool. She looks badass. Yeah, she they, looks amazing. They fucked that universe so bad that they had to say we're starting over from T two. <laughs> They're rebooting, but not from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> from about halfway. That's in. what I'm saying. The the first Terminator was such like a fucking fantastic like self contained story. Yeah, it was. Uh, a it didn't. Movie. It 
it okay. didn't need expanding. The second one was good though. I'll say this: I could see Mitch's point of view, but <laughs> Mitch is coming. One was fine. They're on. They were on thin fucking ice. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> You're on thin t- fucking ice. Mitch, Mitch has a. Uh, I, I don't know the proper phrase that I'm searching for right now, but he came into it knowing too much. I guess you could say. Just think about it this way: the first ter- Terminator came out of nowhere. Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, very much like not a household name yet. He was the Conan or Bar- Barbarian, it, as it. Terminator One wasn't an action movie. It was hey, a. Uh, it was a horror movie. And uh, Maybe so that's you're why fully it's my shit. <laughs> and even and even all the marketing material for T two made it seem like Arnold was back, and this time he was gonna fucking kill Sarah Connor. Yeah. And the huge twist was that like, no, he's actually the good guy because they never showed or he's they showed very guy. minimally the liquid mm-hmm. metal Terminator. So yeah. you thought the cop was trying to help John Connor from mm-hmm. the uh, marketing material. Yeah. So it, it was a huge plot twist and revelation and all that stuff, and it made you like. It made the bad guy from the original movie endearing in a way. Yep. And it, it was it was it was a lot of things. It wasn't like T two self contained. I mean, maybe yeah, that's why I remember it that way, and other people don't, because I remember yeah. that being the case. Right, yeah. and a lot of yeah, a lot of people our age do. But like, I could see how that could be different for Mitch, where it's like it's it's an action movie, and Arnold Arnold has some funny lines, and yeah. there's some pretty good practical effects in it. And, yeah. I like I really like the Sarah Connor story with the John Connor and all. I think that's awesome. Yes. And and hopefully this movie like makes it <laughs> better more what it could be. Um so hopefully that that will happen. Yeah, I'm curious to see how they try and redeem it cuz it, it mm-hmm. I mean they even got like the the guy from the Deadpool movies on board for this one, huh? Tim Miller, he's also doing um something. I think it's Aladdin. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> <laughs> That man's just all over, huh? <laughs> Let me see here. He plays the genie. <laughs> In Terminator 3. <laughs> oh, this guy's got a nice, beefy face. Oh, oh, he's doing Sonic. He's doing Sonic the Hedgehog. No. Yep. Tim Miller. <laughs> who the fuck is Tim Miller? No. The guy who did Deadpool. Seriously, there's no Sonic way that the same Hedgehog guy fucked it up and that Terminator bad. Dark Fate. Alright. Yeah. Well, James Cameron's producing this one, and it, it's really got his tone on it from that trailer anyway. He did go for broke. James Cameron producing basically just means he watches the movie halfway through and says, yep, that's a movie. Yeah, he's a producer. <laughs> he's just getting money based off his idea. I'm just, well, I'm just saying, like, they, they, there was a lot of tone, like, similar tone and alluding to uh, the Terminator 2 mm-hmm. in that trailer. Oh yeah, no. I'll in a very good it. way, and they, I I honestly love the design of that black metal uh, new Terminator. I do like the, the yeah the ferro fluid looking motherfucker. Yeah, motherfucker. Well, Who could replicate him? I think that's what his hook is going to be: is that he can replicate himself. Yeah, but that's... don't get me wrong. I'm I am all for robot movies. I just the Terminator storyline is such a tired fucking concept. Well, if they dude, rehash I, it correctly. Something about fucking Arnold, dude. I just love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, he's old I don't now, think he's going to be the Terminator in this one. I think he's just going to be like a guy. No, no he's going to be the Terminator still. But why is yeah, he, the Terminator why is he aged. Yeah. <laughs> there was like a there was like a throwaway line in T two or something like that saying like his I'll flesh be back on the in outside. Twenty five years, <laughs> but don't be surprised if I'm old looking. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's something about like that 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 organic flesh that they put over the things go like it it, it bleeds it ages just like so normal his, human his, flesh his, his bones are fine right he's got yeah, osteoporosis like, his bones are <laughs> his bones is good Oste- they're lubricated Oste- by all that good good old blood osteoporosis <laughs> <laughs> i take centrum silver and mercury 
Mert McGee. He's the Mad Hatter. I don't oh, know what boy. robots need. So anyway, <laughs> I am. A we robot. spent this entire time talking about Terminator. Yeah, sorry. That's <laughs> not good. I, I'm yeah. happy with it. Tim Miller, you better not fuck this one up. Don't fuck it up. We apologize for the look of Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie. We're gonna go back. We're gonna give the fans what they want. It's just Arnold Schwarzenegger with Redesigning. like human teeth and, and eyes blue. He's <laughs> <laughs> blue. They shut down the production for a redesign of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Well, I really? see they they just announced they finally delayed that movie. Oh, did they? Sonic? Yeah. Yeah, by only three months and another one hundred twenty-eight million dollars. Jesus. It's yeah, a... that movie. I want that movie to keep being delayed forever, and it ended up being like a three trillion dollar budget. Five-hour movie. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog releases finally, grossing over two thousand dollars domestically. <laughs> Everybody in production fucking killed themselves. Except Jim Carrey. Um That's why the movie just ends like forty five minutes in, no conclusion or anything, no credits. You can see you can see the boom microphone in one screen and the camera in another. <laughs> it's a documentary on how Tommy, the set Tommy Tommy Wiseau signed on to finish production. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim Miller's back, baby. He's back after fifteen years. <laughs> Gotta go fast, gotta go fast, gotta go fast. Oh, hi, Tails. I would fucking watch this shit if they just got Tommy Wiseau in a blue uh, blue bodysuit. <laughs> a blue hoodie and blue sweatpants. <laughs> He's in a full mocap getup, but they didn't CGI anything. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I'm here to save your planet. Oh, hello, Mr. Eggboy. I'm an out-of-space mouse. <laughs> And they're trying to they're trying to get him back on track. Are you sure? Because you look like a hedgehog. No, I'm not pig. What kind of dog am I? <laughs> <laughs> Meow. And then it's like jogs off. And then it's and then it's credits. It's credits like they did in Endgame where there's no. And then it's the signatures. sex scene from the room again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 just a supercut of all the football throwing scenes. Oh god. From the room. You're my favorite customer. Good doggy. Oh hi doggy. <laughs> what a great story. <laughs> oh my god. God, why is Hollywood so fucking obsessed with the room? <laughs> it's just oh man. Let's we can't get into that. No. We can't. But uh I know. Josh, I hear it's time, time for. for you to ask me something. Uh-huh. Will you marry me? <laughs> Let me ask JB. What? Should I, should I marry Josh? Uh, here's something. It's time for review. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, a million times, yes. Crew, where each week we deploy Tom Howard Duck and John Ramble with 172 guns deep within Amazon to find us the greatest reviews from deep within the bowels of Amazon. Why did I put deep within the Amazon so many times? Because we did it so by accident <laughs> last week, so it's stuck. <laughs> Tom Howard the Duck is my new favorite pun. <laughs> oh boy. This is a fucking mess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, we're, we're, we're deep within Amazon, boys. We're rebooting the review <laughs> crew intro. Oh, boy. <laughs> rebooting it. Yeah. Now Pro Mitch hosts it. Yeah. JB does but the I'm, but intro. I'm, but I'm older because they skin the put I, they put on me age. They get the, they get the old boy skin. 
the own skin. Oh boy! All right, my first item is a a wonderful uh, board book. Uh, it's called Dancing with Jesus, featuring a host of miraculous moves. <laughs> Thanks. I don't see Stephanie anywhere. That's an inside no. joke for me and JB. Dancing with Stephanie. I love this cover so much. It's a great cover. Because he's doing the Carlton, obviously. He's doing the Carlton, and now Carlton has to sue Jesus. And has to sue Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, yeah. Jesus. Now, I didn't ask Now you this. have to call it the, the Jesus dance when you're playing Fortnite. Yeah, I think Jesus invented it first. Cause I think Jesus up. invented every dance, actually. Yeah, he also invented bit. flossing, but he called it brushing. <laughs> That kid just stole it and renamed it. Oh. I want to backpack. John kid. fourteen fourteen. Thou shalt floss with the <laughs> utmost holy sanctity. <laughs> also, he said, you got to duck. This you, is my gotta, blood. This is my body, and this is my dance. And got up and just this, started flossing oh, like mad. And this is and this is my nene. Boom! This hit is it. my nene. <laughs> <laughs> Judas, you're not looking. Judas. Judas, look at me. <laughs> Don't kiss me. Don't kiss me, Judas. Come and ride the train and ride it. Judas. <laughs> this has been the Here's Something Bible Study. Yes. We'll see you next Sunday. See you next uh, time where we also, talk about Revelation. Did you know that Jesus invented God bless the T-pose? My friend. Okay, um, my first review Yeah, is we're from... moving on. <laughs> my first review is from Ron. <laughs> Gives it five stars. It's Ron Weasley. Is that his Ron name? I don't know. fucking libertarian. Uh, I love this title. <laughs> Holy rock and rolly. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Ron goes on to say he may have holes in his feet, but he does not have any holes in his game. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked wow. my wife for the first time in 15 years because of these dance moves. <laughs> Watch Jesus turn water and wine into a Yahweh party. <laughs> I recommend everyone to read this book and urge the church to amend the Bible and add this gospel of funk. If you want to see miracles, then you need to see how Jesus turns Jew lepers into two steppers. Do <laughs> <laughs> love some wordplay? Uh, that guy's a, he's an artist. Oh boy! All right. uh, can I read one from a cranky crab? Yeah, uh, I got five stars. Not biblically based. Choreography uninspired. Missing song selections. <laughs> uh, a little too edgy, but I think Jesus would have laughed. Judas wouldn't have laughed because of spoilers. Spoilers. Not for types who can't take jokes. Great test if you are hiring a new pastor for your church. Don't hire a preacher that can't laugh unless he works for free. For free. For free. <laughs> uh, so, bad song selection. No, just play it along with the soundtrack to Sister Act. You'll be fine. <laughs> to Mama Mia. <laughs> yeah. uh, moving Mama gave it one star. Says I bought this book hoping it would help me fit in and socialize. Then I moved my mother <laughs> and socialize at my local Christian youth group. Instead, it gave me unclean thoughts and caused sinful changes in my trousers. Oh, moving these, Mama. <laughs> these gyrations are clearly not holy and should not be tried by anyone seeking to know God through purity. I'm super moist God. and don't know how to reconcile now. <laughs> um, can I read one from Nancy C? Yes. Nancy sees fucking pissed. She says, one star. Okay, let's just find knee-slapping humor in a book written about your father who was tortured and murdered. <laughs> okay. Um, can I have this two-star from Amazon customer, not for little children? Sure. This book has a picture of Judas with a rope around his neck. <laughs> Considering how impressionable young children are, it's very disturbing. I bought it for my little nephews, but after seeing that picture, I don't dare give it to them. 
Obviously, whoever illustrated this book has no children or a clue about what is appropriate for the little people. <laughs> Side Don't note, I recently learned about autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> that, that shit is super tight. <laughs> Don't want my nephews learning about it, though. One star. I like this uh, this review from, from Gina. Uh, one star says, it's all fun and games until you need him. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's all fun and games so you see these sweet dance moves, Gina. Uh, can I read this one from Loco Tango? Uh, yeah. Two stars. Jesus really is gay. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. All right, so... Oh. <laughs> so there's one review that trumps all the rest of the, tr- the reviews for this one, and it's from Jehovah God. <laughs> Yeah. Five stars. It's about but, time he chimes in. <laughs> yeah, he really needed to give us this take on this. He says, most humans don't realize what a terrible dancer Jesus is. He <laughs> goes on to say, hi, mortals. Most humans he don't realize... He may have walked on water, but he sure can't stomp the yard. <laughs> <laughs> most humans don't realize what a terrible dancer Jesus is, which is why I love most this humans. Book. Yes. <laughs> Each page <laughs> lovingly explores in detail just how badly Jesus dances. I mean, seriously, it's pathetic. He's the lamest and whitest dancer in the history of lame white dancing. <laughs> I can tell from these static photos. That's right. He's doing the Carlton on the cover. I encourage everyone to get this book so you can laugh at my son, quote unquote, dancing as well. Love, God. <laughs> love, God. I love you. I'm God. Yeah, love you all, God. He can't even stanky leg, right? <laughs> <laughs> Have you, he can't even do the cabbage patch correctly. All his crops die. I watched him whip a nae and I wish I hadn't. That sprinkler is the weakest <laughs> shit ever. Can I read this one from JJ and the boys? Yeah. JJ and the boys all say, all these boys. <laughs> so many say, boys. Say three stars. Funny, but if you're going to write the book, do the research. <laughs> and J- JJ and all these beautiful boys say, y'all, I know this is a tongue-in-cheek book, and it is funny, but the facts are wrong. <laughs> Paul was not present when oh, Jesus yeah. walked on water. It was Peter. <laughs> you <laughs> fucking idiot. There's so many reviews about Ruined that. Ruined it for me. <laughs> you fu- who's, who's the author of this tragedy? Sam Stahl? You fucking moron. What it, was Peter. it was Peter. It was up, Peter. It was Peter who was there. You can't make up your peas. It was what, Stephanie the... who had danced with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Stahl. Fucking Samsta, you idiot! I hated him in The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you absolute dipshit! <laughs> Jesus. It was Peter! It was Peter the whole time. You dimwit! You fucking idiot! I mean, who knows? Maybe Paul did try, but he also failed. <laughs> so they only wrote Paul? about Peter. <laughs> I would love it if, if the Arthur just the just kept going in that direction. It's like, yeah, and this is the dance move he used to split the Red Sea. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jesus and Judas fucked. His, they had a baby. His dance moves were so fire, lit a bush on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. It was My crazy. Next... Charlton Heston was there and everything. <laughs> and then he said, "You did it! You blew it up, you animal!" <laughs> I blacked out. Where are we? Where are we? How do we what, get? What here? reference did I stop on? Uh, Give me that next item. It was a Rambo reference. Um, so my next item is Barnett, BBW, wooden baseball bat, wood, Barnett, and then they give you the different lots. Uh, so it's cool, just, a, cool. it's just a wooden baseball bat. And so just a quick note, everyone on Amazon buys these to make a neat. Oh, yeah. 
the Br- the Bryce Harper store. That that is a real fucking dude, bro, right there. Oh yeah, that dude, that dude looks so cool. <laughs> it looks like he's good. he thought about cosplaying as Hellboy and then just stopped. <laughs> like he's got no, the he's, head he's shape al- down. He's always he's always kind of cosplaying as Hellboy. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I like run faster and hit harder with gear from an MLB legend. Work he spits hard, on each hard. one for speed. <laughs> These bats will make you run fast. Um, Alexandra gives it four, five stars. Nice wooden bat. This is a great classic wooden bat. Heavier than I expected. In parentheses, don't drop it on your foot. And oh. per- <laughs> so heavy, don't drop it on your foot. It'll break. Tropical. <laughs> and Top perfect. comment. Wish I had read before bu- buying the bat. Yes. Dropped on my foot. One star. <laughs> my foot is smashed. I can't run any faster. <laughs> uh, perfect for keeping in the closet. As an unassuming, just in case I don't it's like a gay the- bat. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in there with Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like we're done. Jesus really is gay. <laughs> Look at his bat. Look at that bat. Look at him dancing with a bat. Why is, it, why is that bat cosplaying as Lucille? <laughs> Jesus is really into that. He's into blood play. Can I read this one from La Nona? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) La Nona says, four stars. I bought it for protection. La Nona is currently hiding from whatever she's... Oh, that's the end of it? (laughs) Yeah. I would love it if she had one of those customer photos, and it's her bat with a condom on. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case. Just in case. I don't want yeah, my bat to get pregnant from this robber's skull. <laughs> from Jesus. Um, do you want to hear about Samuel Gonzalez's daughter? I do. If it got pregnant from Jesus, it'd be a virgin bat. So. <laughs> that's, that's not how that works. Yeah, do the that's research, not, JB. Yeah, do some research. It was it was Peter that got pregnant from Jesus, not Paul. Oh. Um, <laughs> Samuel Gonzalez gives it three stars. says, 10-year-old daughter broke it on a good pitch. The second time we took this out to play with it, it broke. My daughter, who has never played on a team, only played casual baseball with the family, hit a good pitch, and we all Remember heard it crack. <laughs> Proud of my girl, disappointed in the bat. <laughs> I just like how he rips on his daughter for like the first yeah. half. She'll never amount to anything. She sucks at everything in life, but she broke this bat. So this my bat... My 10-year-old daughter is such a rampant piece of shit. Uh... <laughs> My 10-year-old daughter, uh, as we lovingly know her, the useless piece of living afterbirth, uh, she's just gonna this bat. <laughs> she's just going to suck shit for the rest of her life. Really good hit, though. Really good yeah, hit on the this break, bat. Breaking the bat was the highlight of her life. That's the only good thing she'll ever do. <laughs> Mary Dale Farm, because the five-star says, like my grandsons. The bat, the bat is, is gay. Just the like bat my is just like my grandsons. <laughs> Help! This bat is just like my grandson in the closet and forgotten about. <laughs> she can help an evil help an evil sports wizard transform my grandson into a baseball bat. <laughs> Wrapped himself in barbed wire before for some reason. <laughs> they told they told Will Smith that they wanted to play in the major league baseball, and he just made him into a baseball bat. 
right, he goes on to say, if your kids like my grandsons like to toss up hickory nuts and rocks to hit when they're not hitting baseballs, these are great little bats, not so expensive, that you don't let them hit rocks and hickory nuts. LOL. That's, that's 1950s <laughs> slang for giving your best best guy a handy behind the old go, moving go, picture show. Want to go hit some hickory nuts, Timothy? Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> it was taboo back then. It's some hickory nuts. All right. Uh, my final review is from Exotic Aromas. Gives it five stars. Says, I received this 32-inch baseball bat today via Amazon Prime two-day delivery in excellent condition. I brought this for the sole purpose of home protection and to protect my divine essential oils. <laughs> this is an evil and wicked world in which we live, and one must protect their property and loved ones and essential oils from invaders and dragons. <laughs> This bat is the perfect size for a paraly- for paralyzing the wicked slaying dragons and giving them the permanent rest that they so desperately need. I want so badly to live in this person's world. <laughs> I gotta protect what oils I need. I gotta have them. It's right there in the name. They're essential. Got the lavender. Got the peppermint. They're essential. Those, Where's my citrus? I need Where's my thieves. fucking citrus oils? <laughs> She Keep just... your vaccines away from my bat. Thank you. <laughs> she goes on to say, Please and thanks. I hope for the sake of the wicked, it would not come to that. If I ever have to use this for, for protection, I will update this review on the effectiveness of this product. And this is a year old, so I guess, you know, it was mo- it was enough deterrent that the wicked and dragons never came to steal her essential Thank oils. Is... <laughs> Thank Christ. Update. I threw my bat so hard it fell off the side <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> Uh, uh, update my bat got polio and is now dead (laughs) i wonder how that happened i couldn't rub enough essential oils on it in time i oiled it up real good (laughs) update the second bat i ordered contracted measles to its middle school (laughs) gotta go Hey everyone, it's me once again. If you're liking what we're doing so far, do us a favor and tell your friends about the show. For updates, follow us on Twitter at Here's Something One. To watch us have some goose while playing video games, make sure to follow me on twitch.tv slash Jones and on Twitter at Jones. From that Twitch page, you can find a link to our Discord and become part of your new favorite community in the last Discord you'll ever need. Well, thanks for listening and we hope to see you again next week.